0: Hello, 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 folks. Welcome to Critical Mass's holiday special. That's right, I said holiday special. You have a problem with that? Anyways, this was inspired by a customer of mine who said he couldn't celebrate Christmas. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's a short story that I wrote, and uh, we had old friend of the show Andrew and his wife and also friend of the show Chrissy do some narration to help out. And uh, I really like it. I hope you enjoy it. And at the end of the day, I don't give a shit. Anyways, huge, huge thank you to Andrew and Chrissy for this. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, but like I said, if you don't, I don't care. But if you do, give us a like, give us a share, give us a shout out, email, um, pictures, uh, sexting, anything really is is welcome. And we just we just love you guys for it. All the best. Love, Critical Mass.
1: I wake up to the parakeet shrieking from the other room. It's my 11th birthday today, and for some reason I'm not as excited as Petey. I wander downstairs where mama has been rummaging around in the kitchen. Food left out from last night finds its way onto a broken dinner plate I can still manage to make useful. My dad, curled up in the living room, clutches his radio. Black Friday deals expected to be off the charts this year. 2075 is going to be the biggest year for holiday purchasing in decades. Mom harshly reminds him that his volume has cost the family before. He promised to do better. Mom grabs me a dish rag I soak in the tub to wash last night's dinner and part of breakfast off my face. I say a few prayers and grab my backpack to go wait for the bus when Mom reminds me it's Saturday. And it's my birthday. Oh yeah, I say under my breath. I guess I'll go hang out at the park. That's one of the few things I'm still allowed to do these days. My dad says it's the Democrats' fault. They ruined everything, he says. I take precautions. I wear neutral colors. Don't wear anything flashy. One time I offended someone at a school playground and I had to change schools. Who knew saying God bless you would cause so much harm? Three weeks in sensitivity awareness training. And i was still forced to leave i heard she had to spend a week at home in bed she was so broken better off my dad would say you don't need to be around them anyways they're just trying to indoctrinate you added. Yeah. on my way to the park i see a huge pile of leaves the machines have dumped at the edge of the parking lot kids play on them like they're god given miniature mountains the wind blows the loose leaves from the tops and sides eroding them they don't seem to mind the machines will be back with more leaves on monday The cycle continues. I keep my head down and try not to stare. Just as I reach the edge of the park, I hear what sounds like my dad's car, which is odd. It's daylight, and my dad still drives one of the last remaining gas guzzler vehicles that were made illegal 15 years ago. Apparently some were grandfathered in. My dad said it was his American right. Mom said he's lucky they didn't impound it after the attitude he gave police when he was pulled over about a year ago. out it was him my dad driving around get in he says without taking his eyes off the road i slide in the back and buckle my belt he signals and turns back onto the road we're doing it that's it i can't stand it anymore your mother's upset but i don't care enough is enough doing what celebrating they can't stop us panic sets in celebrating what i said christmas we'll need a tree he swerves off the road onto a dirt path leading into the woods we drive about two miles until he feels like we can't be seen or heard he tosses me a rope and grabs the axe from the trunk we walk a couple hundred feet into the thicket and find a 15 foot pine tree seemingly alone amidst the maples oaks and ashes see son this tree flourishes alone without any friends Without any shade, without any love, it's not ashamed of what it is, it's a spruce, and it's not going to hide any of its needles. He swings the axe, I tie the rope, and we pull. Once we get to the car, he quickly puts the tree in the back and throws a tarp over it, holding it down with an old hunting rifle. It's a dead deer if anyone asks. I have no idea what's happening, so I quietly ask if Christmas means the holidays. Yeah, but back then it was just called Christmas. Lots of people celebrated it. It was the single greatest holiday. He slipped. He didn't even like to say holiday. It was the single greatest time of year. There were lights on almost every house in the street. They burned bright, bounced on the white snow. Carolers would go door to door and sing songs. What kind of songs? Well, Christmas songs, you know, about baby Jesus, boy and Noel, whatever even that means. It was just so special. Looked forward to it all year. We drove the speed limit home, stopping at all marked signs and looking both ways. Pulling into the driveway, my dad asked if I'd pull open the garage as quietly as I could. We slipped the pine-shaped deer carcass into the garage. Oh, "'What's that there, John?' "'Nothing, Bob. Just a deer we hit. We're gonna skin it, save some meat, donate some to the shelter.' "'Ah, guess you got it all covered, huh?' "'Yep, thanks.' My dad slams the garage door quickly. I jump back, just in time. He glances at me with a look I can only describe as shame and annoyance. that he has to lie about this. That something as simple as celebrating Christmas has to be kept a secret. That wasn't even the hard part. Now we'll have to convince your mother and sister that what we're doing is worth the risk. They're not going to want this. You'll have to beg. Act like it's breaking your heart. The truth was I had no idea how to beg or even act like anything has ever meant that much to begin with. I was used to accepting everything as the way it was for so long. Less was more, it was just easier that way. I was numb.
2: Take it back, John. I don't care how you got it here, but it has to go. Now seriously. What the hell were you thinking? You can be arrested, or worse, they could take our kids. I don't need CPS at the door because endangering the welfare of a child is the flavor of the month for you right now. I miss it too, but we just can't risk it. This house and each other are all we have left. It's not much, but God damn it, you're not going to prove anything by doing this. Where are you going to put that thing anyways? In the front window? might as well just put a giant target on our house.
1: I stood in a small corner between the kitchen and the door leading to the garage, my head poking out just over the counter, giving me enough room to get a full view, but also protecting my body and major organs from flying objects or anything that might get tossed around. Christmas, 2050. Do you remember?
2: Of course, ju-
1: It was 40 degrees, the coldest it had been in 12 years. It was almost snowing, for the first time in decades i could smell the winter that oddly familiar and soothing scent of thin cold air it was the reason you wore sweaters and wanted to make hot drinks i turned to look at you and you were sticking your tongue towards the sky as if to wish for a snowflake to touch it like that time when you were a kid i couldn't wait any longer and i asked you to marry me that was our last christmas before they took it all away all I'm asking f- is for a little patience. I'm tired of hiding it. We're Christians. Why can't we celebrate that? Look, I know it's dangerous. I'll put the tree up in the back room, nowhere near the windows. We'll put it up tomorrow and decorate it as a family. The kids have never even seen one in real life. I'm not saying we'll put a wreath on the door, but come on, it's inside our home. Mom didn't say anything, she just walked away. It wasn't a no, but it wasn't a yes. From my experience, that means yes, but if you go through with whatever it is you're asking about, she's not gonna be happy. My dad began shutting the blinds. Three days later, we were eating dinner and there was a knock on the door. He stared down the hallway in silence for what felt like an hour. Dad pushed his chair out and tiptoed toward the eye hole. We stopped breathing. Hello? This is Officer Grable with the Sheriff's Department. I've received a notification you've been hunting and skinning deer. Just wanted to make sure that's either a rumor or that you have the proper permits. I hit it with my car. Where? on Route 34, just about a mile past Urquartsville. Shitty excuse for a town, I mutter, just as my mother gives me the glare, that kind of glare that if she were allowed to move her hands would have been around my neck. Why don't I just come in and we can talk about it? I'd like to see it. I don't see any damage to your car either. With a brilliant move, my father opens the door and walks out front to greet the officer face to face. I glide over the hardwood in my socks to listen through the door. I tossed most of it back a couple days ago. The thing was rotten. I really don't know what I'm doing when it comes to these things. You see, my fender hit its hind leg. No damage, really, at all. Points to a small dent I had made with my bike when I was seven. The thing just hobbled off and laid down in the ditch. Obviously, there was nothing I could do but put it out of its misery. Hate to see the poor thing suffer, so I took out my granddad's hunting rifle and finished the job. I know it's not hunting season anymore, and I do have a permit for the weapon, but I guess I just made an executive decision. My boy had to see the whole thing. Gruesome, really. That's why I don't like talking about it in front of him. Okay, sir, well, it seems as if you've been through enough already. Just make sure to call it in next time. We've got our own way of handling these types of situations. The officer turns and walks back to his squad car, pulls out, and slowly drives away. We all exhale. Two nights later, it's the beginning of Black Week, the entire week devoted to shopping, punctuated by a big meal on the final day. I ask, what's the point if we're not allowed to celebrate Christmas?
2: As long as we're not using offensive things like trees,
1: she glances at my dad,
2: or wreaths or lights or reindeer, then we're allowed to buy gifts for ourselves and other people.
1: It's as if the entire holiday is about the gifts and nothing else. The Jews took it over, basically, and then the libs made it illegal.
2: John, stop it. You're brainwashing. him.
1: He doesn't need me telling him. He can see it. He can't even wear a cross around his neck. He can't say, God bless you.
2: Why do you gotta bring that up, John? He doesn't need to be reminded.
1: I'm just tired of pretending.
2: He's just asking questions. It's exhausting living with a grouch all the time. Your misery is suffocating, and for some reason you can't see that we're hurting too. Don't drag us into your darkness.
1: My sister starts to cry. She's six and cries easily, I've noticed. Mom calms her down and rubs her back. Just then we hear barking. We rush to the back room where the tree is standing. There's a tiny window just about to the left of it. My dad describes what he sees. They're pulling the Reynolds out, Mary. There's three squad cars. I knew what that meant. One for each parent and one for their kids, Brian, Kyle, and Chrissy. Kyle is my age. He once pissed his pants on the bus because his older brother told him to hold his pee and it would make it smell like farts. There's no proof of this. I tried once. Held it for almost an entire school day. When I got home, it just smelled like it always does. Where are they going? Mom keeps to herself. Dad doesn't hesitate. They're destroying a family. They must have said Merry Christmas to someone on accident. Maybe they were playing Christmas music in a neighborhood of probably the Goldsteins. For the next month, we keep to ourselves, playing Christmas on the lowest possible volume available on my dad's speakers. He even has what's called a DVD player. We watch movies by candlelight and wear headphones with a cord so the Bluetooth can't be hacked. It's getting colder outside.
2: Four to five tomorrow.
1: Hasn't been that cold in a while. over the next few days as Christmas approached, we watched three more families get ripped out of their homes and thrown in jail. I'm told the kids get put in a home somewhere north of here. My dad spends most of his time pacing, and mom can't do much but pretend it isn't happening. His mental breakdown of 73 isn't something we talk about much anymore. Not that I really know what it was about anyway, but mom says it has nothing to do with me, which usually means it does. I do my best to ignore it. that night, something happened to Dad. We heard mumbled fighting through the walls, even the silent stairs could be heard. I creep into the hallway. After a minute of silence, my Dad rushes down the stairs, rips the tree from its base. The lights and ordnance fling off and shatter like water from a wet dog's fur after a bath. He throws the tree in the back of the car and speeds away. We turn on the radio in the dark and listen as the static lulls us back to sleep. <sighs> The radio silence breaks with a police scanner announcement that there is a terrorist on Main Street decorating the row of trees outside the town hall. There's also a tree that has been cut and tied to the front door. The news brief only gives vague information with little detail, but we knew it was him. It had to be. My mother grabs us, a few bits of clothing, calls an Uber to a location about a mile up the road, and before we leave, she grabs Dad's gas drum. She rolls it into the living room, Let's Petey fly away, chops the drum open with Dad's axe, and sets the house on fire.
2: They'll think he did this too. We can't have any evidence tying us to this.
1: Everything I ever had was in that house. Everything I ever loved gone in an instant. And for what? So my dad one final time could celebrate the birth of our Lord? We kept everything a secret for so long, never expressed it. Now there's nothing for us to express. As we walk with the wind at our face, Pushing the smoke and flames eastward, we approach the cross street where we're picked up. The driver opens the door and asks where we're headed. Mom wipes the tears from her eyes and clears her throat to speak.
2: As far as you can go.
1: My head leans against the window as sirens screech past in the opposite direction. Mom quietly whimpers, trying not to let the driver hear. Just then, he looks in the rearview mirror and says, Merry fucking Christmas.
0: okay folks that was silent nights written by yours truly narrated by andrew and chrissy um just want to say thanks to everybody that listened and thanks to anybody that shares or likes or loves this um there's more where that came from if if you want um this is critical mass's little holiday special we wanted to send this out to you folks sometime between thanksgiving and christmas uh, a little little extra to get you through if uh if you want more, text us, write us, email us, uh, write us on Facebook. Let us know how you feel, what you think of the what do, you, what do you think of the episode, and should Rocco even be a part of the show anymore? I don't know. What is the point? Is really my question. Does he have a purpose? I don't know. He likes to play with plastic toys. Also, let's get this out of the air. Uh, let's clear this out of the air star wars is terrible he knows it everybody else knows it it's embarrassing he's gotta stop am i right it's like it's sick that's what it is it's unhealthy regardless i hope you liked this episode it was fun it was special and um i just want everyone to know that uh we love you and you should come back and listen to us anytime you want on your favorite podcast apps and um Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever else I missed. We love you, good night, party on, Wayne. (laughs) They
2: come from butts.